Welcome to Centerpoint Church, where we're all about loving and leading people to a life-changing connection with Christ. We're so excited that you decided to join us today, and we believe that no matter where you're listening from, this message will enhance your connection with Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. 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 Hey, good to see everyone today. Welcome, and thanks for coming and joining us at Centerpoint. If you're new here, my name is John, and I'm lead pastor at Centerpoint. And if you're new, we usually have our, our blue tables where we do our connection stuff outside in the patio. I believe today we're doing it in the chapel just because of the rain. It's a little easier that way. So if you want to get connected at the end of service, head over to the chapel at uh, our connection tables. We'd love to uh, get to know you. So uh, today is Vision Sunday, and I've been excited about this. And then... Uh, earlier this week, I heard on the news that down in San Diego, in Imperial Beach, that the news that I heard was something like, there's a new vision for Imperial Beach. And it, I, it, it piqued my interest, because I'm getting ready to talk about some new, something about new vision. And here's the deal. In Imperial Beach, what happened is that uh, they, they, had, they had set a vision uh, like 15 years ago or something. And it was called uh, the big picture. That's what they called it. And, and in that vision for Imperial Beach, uh, they, they were going to you know, put some new roads in, uh, update some of the power systems, and do some infrastructure, and renovate the pier, like some big stuff. And, and so they had that vision. Here's the thing. The, the city of Imperial Beach it always had a mission. And the mission was be a great beach town or something like that, right? And yet they needed to say, but for this season, here's an emphasis that we have that's going to be valuable. Okay, but fast forward 15, 20 years, and the new city leadership right now is saying, hey, uh, we still want to be a great beach town. That's the mission. But we have a vision. And they, they have this new vision. They're calling it the bigger picture. Ha-ha. <laughs> the creativity off the charts. So, so they put this new vision out there. And this one is going to be about they're putting in biking trails and they're uh, do, put, re, redoing all the sidewalks and bringing back the parks and rec department. Like, but they're going to make, make some amazing things happen for their city to keep on being able to be a great beach town. But they've painted this picture that's kind of capturing everybody's attention and people are running towards it and, and putting their energy and heart into it. And I heard that and I thought, that's kind of similar to where we are and what we're doing today. Whether you know that all the way or not, uh, this is what our Vision Sunday is kind of about. I think about Imperial Beach. They just realized, man, we've done some good stuff, but there's so much more that we can do uh, that'll allow this to be even better. And we're in a similar place. So if we rewound the tape uh, just a few years, four and a half years ago or so, we rallied as a church community around a season of vision that we called All for the One. And during that season, we kind of got God's heart for what it would mean to, to really reach people in our community, that one lost sheep, so to speak. And, uh, and we were caught up singing about, about that one song, uh, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And we were singing that song a lot. And but it was about the one that God wanted us to reach. And for four years, we kind of ran with that. It was a bit of a battle cry. And during All for the One, we expanded this building to make room for the one. And, and, and then during that time, there were almost 500 people that were baptized. It was exciting. There were around 2,000 people that said yes to Jesus during that season of vision. And we had, yes, we celebrated. Come on, it's good. And we had a battle cry. It was All for the One. And around a year ago, I felt this stirring inside like, oh, man, God, you're up to something. You're, you're doing something different. What is this going to be about? And after a lot of praying, a lot of discerning, and a lot of uh, talking with our, our board and our SLT, our leadership team, arriving at this sense of a, of a new season of vision that God was calling us to and is calling us to as a church family, and this season of vision uh, I'm calling it Grow, Flow, Sow. Grow, Flow, Sow. I want you to just take a minute and uh, check out this video, just a little picture of the kind of things that this is about. Check this out.
oh man, I, you don't know it yet, but I just let a lion out of the cage. <laughs> the sense I have from the Lord. This is what this season is about, about you and I together being people who are growing and flowing and sowing. I want you to just say these words, grow, flow, sow. Say it. Grow, flow, sow. That is the season of vision that we are entering into officially starting today as much as you would be willing to. But I believe that God is actually prompting this, that we would be people who would say, that's me, I'm growing. That's me, I'm flowing. That's me, I'm sowing. I, I believe that God wants to see us growing stronger disciples, flowing in the Holy Spirit's power, and sowing into our community and into our world with the goodness of the kingdom of God and the gospel. And you get to be a part of it should you so desire. You get to be a part of this vision to whatever degree you are willing to step into it, to grow, flow, sow along with your brothers and sisters. And that is the season of vision that we're entering into. And, and I want to give you a heads up that in this season of vision, it's a little different because there's no building project that we're trying to raise money for. There's no uh, construction project that we're, we're, we're trying to make happen. It's, it's really not that about, about that at all. What it's about is God stirring something up that, that what we're building in this season that we're calling Grow, Flow, Sow is we're building powerful people. We're building people. We're building up people of God who will be able to be filled with the depths of the wisdom of the word of God and the person and presence of God. We are building up people who will walk in the anointing of the spirit of God and the authority of the kingdom of God. We are building up people who will be flowing with an activation of every gift of the Spirit and every fruit of the Spirit wherever and however it's needed. And we're building up people who will walk with the authority of the kingdom to sow the presence of God, the people of God sowing the presence of God into the community. That's what this is about. Grow, flow, sow. Would you say it? Grow, flow, sow. Grow, flow, sow. What's, what's driving this for me is, is this promise. Uh, from the prophet Habakkuk. In Habakkuk 2.14, there's a simple, simple promise. And, and it's the heart of God coming through saying, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I want you to just read this out loud with me. Ready? Go. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is, keep it on the screen for a minute, this is God's idea that there's a day coming that we're moving towards in increasing measure where this happens, where the whole earth gets to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And here's my conviction about this. My conviction about this is that this isn't just something that, that we just wait for. This is something that we actually sign up to be a part of. Because I believe that the way this happens is through you and me, each one of us becoming people individually who are filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And then everywhere you go, you are a walking demonstration of a fullness of the glory of God, making this world better every place you go because the presence and power of God reside in you and are flowing through you. And then as, as you begin to take your place in this world, empowered by the Spirit of God, growing, flowing, sowing, then there is a fullness of the glory of God that the earth gets to experience more and more. Now, the earth isn't just way over 12,000 miles away. It's the earth right there in your neighborhood. It's the earth right where you work. It's the earth right there where you go to school. It's the earth right there in that company you just started filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And the glory of God is what we're after. The glory of God. Who did you say the glory of God? Say it. The glory of God. We're not just looking for an opportunity to go through the religious motions we're not just hoping that uh, we could do a, a little bit more uh, uh, ceremony here and there. We're talking about the glory of God, his active presence and power flowing into our lives and then through our lives for the sake of what he wants to do in this world. I'm here for that, right? For, for being a part of a movement of the people of God that would really grow, flow, and sow. And that's what uh, this season of vision is about, this promise being fulfilled. So 
I'm thinking about this, and why did God stir this up? And it's because there is something that has taken place that I believe God wants us to deal with. Let me describe it to you. In 2019, man, everything was cooking. We were cruising right along. I felt like, hey, things are good. We're cruising. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden, 2020 came along and sucker punched all of us. And in so many different ways and so many different angles, it came along. And, and, and when I say 2020, we all know it's been a couple of years like that. But what happened during that time is astonishing in, in the spiritual realm. People were knocked out of joint and out of place spiritually like I've never seen before. You, you've observed it. Maybe you've felt it and been through it yourself, but people got knocked out of place, knocked out of joint, knocked out of joint. Like people that you thought you were on the same page with, suddenly the page blew up, doesn't even exist anymore, right? And then people that you thought you were tracking with in the body of Christ, MIA, gone. And let me tell you something. It, you're, not, you're not making a mistake in what you've perceived. The statistics are that in the United States of America, since 2020, the number of people that are engaging with the body of Christ, with the church, is reduced by 40%. It's a big deal. If you care about the church, the mission of Jesus Christ in this world, you've got to let that kind of sink in and go, whoa. But you've already seen it. You've seen it and you've wondered about it yourself and I've wondered about it. Like, man, what in the world happened? How did so many people get knocked out of joint and knocked out of place like that? And as I've thought about it, I thought, well, it, it's because there, there have been a lot of shallow roots in a lot of disciples of Jesus. If somebody could get knocked out of joint, knocked out of place that easily, I wonder how deep the roots are. And that brings me to a place of recognizing, man, we've got a problem. And the problem is that, that as the body of Christ, we need deeper roots. We need stronger disciples who actually know their place in this world and are standing strong in it. And so I'm praying that you and I would be able to dive into this vision, grow, flow, sow, and recognize the goodness that's there for us as a church if we can actually step into it. And today, in particular, I'm going to be talking about uh, the, the first part of this vision, which is to grow. Everyone shout, Grow. Grow, grow, and, and, and the scriptures actually call for this in a strong way. I mean, it's again and again and again, but I'll just share one place in the Bible where this comes at you. It says in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. I want you to read that out loud, the whole verse uh, with me. Ready? Go. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Okay, we want his glory forever in heaven, yes. But he's saying, and now, through the life of my people, through my body, the church, his glory now and forever happens through human beings that continue to surrender to him and yield to him and say, yes, God, in me and through me, your glory, your kingdom, here I am. And one more time, 2 Peter 3.18, it says, but grow. Let's just say that again. But grow. But grow. I want you to learn this, this value that God has and take it in deeply. I want you to look at somebody sitting next to you and tell them, but grow, grow. Find somebody, look at them and tell them. You could look at me, Tracer. That's fine. Then grow. I need to too. We're all going to do this. We're going to grow. Because God said this is a value for me, for my people. And the reason is that, that there's room for it. There's room for you to grow, maybe even more than you know. I'm talking to you. You've been a, a Christian for, for six months, maybe. Maybe a year. It's new for you. And God's saying, right, right, grow. I'm talking to you. You've been a Christian for 40 years. But God's saying, yeah, grow. Yes, I did just look at you, Franny. I know, I did. I looked right at you. There's room for all of us to keep taking our next right step into the things that God has for us, to discover more of who he is. Because the Jesus Christ that I know, he is, he is one with the Father. He is the one through whom all things have been made. He, he's endlessly good. He's limitlessly powerful. He's eternally merciful. There's so much to who he is. How could I ever stop growing if I really wanted to know him? 
And so God's giving an invitation to us through this vision to say, would you move beyond uh, surface level salvation and uh, kind of repetitious religiosity? Would you move beyond that? Would you come into the deep waters and discover the depths of my goodness and love in a new way? Because listen, we, we have a God who for all eternity is saying, behold, I make all things new. And so we enter into moments and seasons in our life where if we're watchful, we'll discover, ah, he's on the move and it's not status quo anymore. He's got something for me. You're part of a church where that's happening right now. And God is saying, center point, grow, flow, so I got something for you. To the degree that you would accept it, this is the vision we are walking into. I wonder if you remember about, uh, you know, maybe first grade, maybe it was kindergarten, maybe even a little earlier, but maybe you remember or maybe you've seen it with a kid you know. At that age, you usually do a little experiment in a classroom, and the teacher or somebody gives you a little, you know, a lima bean or some kind of seed like that, and you put it in a little cup maybe with just a, a, a wad of napkins or something, yeah, maybe a little dirt, and you, you put that in there, and then all you have to add is what? Is water. Just the water. And then uh, you, you take that little cup with the seed in it, and you leave it in the dark. And all it needed was that water. And with that water, even though the seed is in the dark, it grows. And maybe you can remember that sense of childlike wonder when uh, second day, no, third day, you get to it, you pick it up, and you go, oh, whoa, and the little bean cracked open, and something's shooting out from it. Do you remember that feeling? Do you remember that? I want you to be in touch with that feeling, because I believe that that kind of feeling is something that is on God's heart, to, to want to see in you and I, that we would not be those who yawn at the things of God and the depths of the riches of who he is and his mercy and his glory, but instead we'd have a wonder of, whoa, it's growing. But here's the thing about that little seed in a cup deal when you were a kid. You, you put it in the cup, and you put just a little bit of water, and then you left it in the dark, and even though it was in the dark, that little thing would crack open just because the water reached it, and it would grow a shoot that would puncture the surface and come up into the air. And the growing began, even though all it had was water. But then, after a couple of days, if your teacher did it right, the teacher made you move that little cup into the sunlight, into the light. Because it, it, could, it could begin to grow, even in the dark, right there where it was. But to really become a bean plant, which is what its destiny really is, it needed to be in the, in the light. It needed to be in the light. Now, you and me, we're a little bit like that. Anybody who receives the living water of Jesus, that living water of Jesus can go anywhere into any dark place. And it can cause there to be life, new life can spring up. Somebody can come to know Jesus even in the dark place where they are. But if they stay there, they're not really going to grow as they're intended to. They need to be able to come into the light. And I believe, and I'm declaring to you, God has established the body of Christ, his church, as the environment where his light gets to shine brightly so that the real growing can happen, so that people can become what the scripture describes as a planting of display for his glory, oaks of righteousness. This is what God has in mind for you. And that growing happens best in environments where God's love is being shined like a bright light from one to another. It's in the environment where God's love and light are shining through one another that the best kind of growing happens. Okay, so at center point, this kind of thing happens, and we want to say God more. But let me share with you one story. Uh, the story is the testimony of Chris Anderson. He's a guy who's part of our church. You've probably seen him around. If, if you're connected, you probably have met him. But I want you to just take a moment and take in a little bit of his testimony. Check it out. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'd like to share a little bit about my story. Um, perhaps it helps somebody find uh, God. Um, I've been coming to Centerpoint for about a year now. Um, my story, let's back up to the very beginning, uh, which is I grew up Mormon. I was a Mormon missionary. I was the person who knocked on your door with that white shirt and a little plaque uh, uh, name tag. 
Uh, my mission, I served in Honduras, and it was, uh, I grew up, had a Mormon family, and uh, was very active in the Mormon church. But when I was about 35, uh, I started doing an intensive study of um, the history of my church and the doctrines. And it was through that study I realized that I had been duped by Mormonism. And when that happened, I, uh, I lost everything that, that was important to me. Um, I lost my family, my friends, uh, my entire social network. Uh, I became an atheist as a result of giving up God and I've lived most of my adult life as an atheist, it was easy to let go of God. And uh, eventually I married a believer, uh, my wife now, Jenny, and she, despite my questions and all my effort to get her to not believe in God, she remained faithful. And it wasn't until recently, after 20 years of living as an atheist, that I began to uh, seek God again because uh, living as an atheist, it left me very empty inside, if I want to be truthful and admit that. Um, there was no hope of anything. And so religion didn't provide it for me, atheism didn't provide it for me, and uh, so I was left without any direction, really, for my life. It wasn't until I began to visit Centerpoint like I said about a year ago, and I joined a few men's group. Though my motive to join the groups uh, were to uh, ask so many questions and, and with the idea that nobody would be able to answer them, and then I would be able to point to the fact that God did not exist, and it was gonna be a confirmation to me that he did not exist. And, but God works miracles and in his miraculous way on his timing and in his method. Uh, it was about three months ago that God revealed himself to me in a way that I could no longer deny him. And it was that personal revelation that he gave to me that gave me the foundation I was looking for. When I became a seeker a year ago, I was asked, why are you coming to all these meetings? Why do you come to all these men's group at Centerpoint? Why, why are you doing this? And I was looking for a foundation to put my feet on. So when those rains come and the wind blows and they continue to come, I had something strong I could stand on. And through that revelation that God gave me three months ago, I found that. What is that revelation? What is it? Well, it's very simple. It's that God loved me and loves me now and that he's asked us to love others. And so my story is a love story. It's a love story where um, God loved me first and I just didn't know it. And it took the love of others to come around me and show me that love so I could feel the love of God. And that's my testimony. And that's what I wanna to share today with you and maybe there's just one person here that doesn't feel that love of God. And uh, I testify to you that God is real. And that he does love you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was awesome. I love that. And I hear that and I, all I think inside is, God, more of that. You know, right? More of those kinds of moments of awakening and spiritual stirring and discovery of God's goodness. But did you catch what Chris shared? It, it, it happened through the connection with other people that were just ready to be a, a vessel of God's love flowing through them. It, it didn't happen in an instant. It took a, a while. It took grace and space and place and a bit of messiness to figure some things out. And I'm thankful that you're the kind of church where that kind of thing gets to happen. I'm thankful for those men that created those opportunities for, for this brother to, to discover God's goodness. Just well done, church, and more, Lord. Come on, right? More of that goodness of God coming through. 
I want you to open up the scriptures to Colossians chapter 1 right now. And as you're turning to Colossians chapter 1, th there's a, just a, a brief description from the Apostle Paul as he's writing to a group of believers in a place called Colossae, which is why we call it Colossians. And he's describing, what I would say is he's describing a season of growth that happened in the lives of the people of the church in Colossae. And as I read these words, I think, man, this is a picture of what I believe God would love to draw each one of us more deeply into. And so we're going to turn to Colossians chapter 1 uh, and verses 7 and following to just jump into this and understand it as a reflection of the desire of God for his people coming through uh, the writing of the Apostle Paul. So Colossians 1, 7, it says, you learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he's helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then the way you live your lives will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better. <laughs> I love the conclusion. You will grow as you get to know God better. In a sense, I mean, we're talking about growing stronger disciples. That's the first part of this vision. But discipleship is ultimately about life on life with Jesus. A few people and Jesus, and the sharpening happens, but at the core of it is you getting to know God better. This is the desire of God, to be known by you and to know you, that there would be a relationship that grows in closeness. I want you to catch that and embrace that. But let me drive back into this uh, just a little bit. Uh, verse, uh, verse 7, one more, time, uh, one more time, it says, you learned the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He's Christ's faithful servant. He's helping us on your behalf. Let me say it again. You learned about the good news. Everybody shout, good news. Good news. Ah, this is it, the good news. So, so this is a, a picture that we're reading in these verses of, of growing disciples. But it begins with the good news. Everything starts with the good news. And the good news is that sinners can be saved that there's forgiveness of sins for any single person who turns to God, no matter what, no asterisk. The good news is that broken people can be built back up into wholeness. The good news is that there's a place in heaven for all eternity for any person who would say, God, yes, I receive your gift of salvation. That's good news. The good news is that you don't have to earn it. It is given to you. Salvation is God's gift through Jesus so that you can pressure down and live with the calm and confidence that comes from knowing I'm right with God based on what he did for me. It's good news. Come on, say it. it's good news. That's the starting place. If we're going to talk about growing, we have to agree that that's the starting place. We don't try to grow to get God to love us or do something for us. No, no, we receive the goodness of the good news that we get to be forgiven and saved through Jesus. And we take a deep breath, a sigh of relief, and then we take our steps of what's next. So we start with the good news. And as a church, we're a good news kind of church, man. We, and we have a good news mission. We do. Loving and leading people to life-changing connection with Christ. And that never changes. That's our good news mission. Loving and leading people to life-changing connection with Christ. Starts with good news. And then we continue to grow. And I'll, I'll jump into the next couple uh, verses. Colossians 1.8, it says, he has, told us, he has told us about the love for others that Holy Spirit has given you. Would you just read this out loud with me? Ready, go. He has told us about the love for others that Holy Spirit has given you. So we're talking about growing. And the foundation and the starting point is the good news. And, and many of us in this room would say, I believe the good news. And I'm grateful. <laughs> Actually, let me just ask for a show of hands. How many of you have believed the good news and you know 
that you're saved because of what Jesus has done for you. Just raise your hand. So many of us, right? Great. Let's put your hand down. And then what comes next is after the good news, what comes next is two things that jump out at me. Love and Holy Spirit. And I see that just jumps out of me. What God wants to do in our lives, taking us from the good news starting places to a place where love and Holy Spirit are active in our lives in more and more increasing measure. And you and I are meant to be people who have the love of God flowing into us, healing us, softening us, strengthening us, and then the love of God flowing through us into the relationships that we have in this world. That's what you're made for, to be somebody who gets to be filled with the love of God that lifts you up and heals you up and raises you up. That is good. And it's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that brings that current of the love of God. And so growing consists of a starting point of the good news and then an experience of the feeling of the Spirit of God leading to a love, a love for God, a love for his presence, a love for his kingdom, a love for what he wants to do, a love for an encounter with him, a love for who he is through and through, and a love for people. And, and I think God wants to work this into you more and more as you would grow, to love people, to love people that are uh, in, in your small group, to love people that are in this congregation, and then to love people that are out where you work and where you bring your kids to the soccer fields and over there where you are, are starting your business and the company that you're working for and the job site that you show up at, that to be the person that brings that flow of the love of God. Sign me up for that. This is what God's design is for you and I, to grow to that, that kind of place where Holy Spirit and love are more and more rising up in you. Are you down for it? And, and then I keep reading, and it says in verse 9, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you, and we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. If you're going to grow, really grow as a disciple of Jesus, I'm so glad that for many people, good news, yes, I raised my hand, but God's saying, let's keep going, though. Let's move past the simple good news, which is wonderful, and, and make sure that there's love and Holy Spirit rising up in you, but then complete knowledge of God's will. How many of you have arrived where you can say, got it, <laughs> done? <laughs> I don't think any of us can say we've arrived, but maybe a lot of us could say, you know what? By God's grace, I have been growing, and what a joy to live in a place where I, I am able to discern what his will is. And I think God wants to take some of you deeper into an understanding of his will for your life. L look at me for a moment. Look at me. Look at me. God's design is for you to live with maturity where you know what's going on. And you're not lost and aimless, but you sense what he's speaking to you. You hear how he's moving you. And therefore, you know this is God's will right now in this moment in my life. I'm going to turn away from that. For some of you, the will of God that you haven't yet discovered is for you to begin to repent of your sin and turn away from it and run into the light of Jesus Christ. For some of you, the will of God that, that you are called to discern is what your actual purpose in this world is and what God's really calling for you to do. Yeah, but God's got a, a plan for you to grow to a place where you will know his will. That's so good. But he also wants to grow you to a place where you are a person who has spiritual wisdom and understanding. God doesn't want you to still be a baby Christian 10 years from now, sipping on spiritual milk like a baby nursing in his mother's arms. Like, no, you're meant to grow up. And God wants for you to be a person who actually ha has spiritual understanding that you have arrived at through your own experience with God through walking through the hard things, wrestling with him in the middle of them, holding on to experiencing him, holding on to you, and you find yourself becoming a person with some depth. You've grown through some things with God, and then you carry that spiritual understanding into what you're doing to help other people grow. And in, in being a person who's grown to have spiritual understanding, you begin to have a sense of what Holy Spirit is saying, how the Spirit of God is moving in a certain moment, and what God wants to do in a circumstance, and you actually care about that, and you want to move something in the spirit because you, you've got some spiritual understanding and wisdom. 
You begin to have the, the righteousness of God rising up in you because you're growing. And as a result of that, that wisdom causes you to say, I know what's right and I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk in the direction God has for me and I'm not falling into the trap of the devil again. I mean, this is where God wants to take you, my man, my woman, you, to a place where you are growing in the power and wisdom and goodness of God. Don't you want that? Come on, somebody just shout, I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. And verse 10 says, then, everyone say then. Like if, if you really grow like the way we're just talking about as a disciple, then the way you live will be changed, will be transformed. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. This is what God's after. God's after you being somebody whose life is changed by his goodness. And we're not done yet. He's not done with me yet. He's not done with you yet. There's room to grow. Somebody say, there's room to grow. There's room to grow. There's room to grow. Okay, so I'm bringing a vision to you. It's a season of vision that we're stepping into. It's called Grow, Flow, Sow. Next week, I'm going to talk about the flowing in the spirit part of this vision. And the following week, we'll talk about sowing into the community. But today, we're still on grow. Now, I want to get real practical for the next eh, five-ish minutes, okay? And there's two things I need to tell you about. And one is called CP Rock, and the other is called Grow Track. So I'm going to talk to you about some nuts and bolts stuff right now. And the reason for this is, as our team started to digest this, I mean, uh, like eight, ten months ago, I started telling our team, like, this is what I think God's stirring up. And, and then we as a team started thinking, well, then we've got some work to do. And so here, here's what our team discovered. We, we were not always doing the greatest job at being able to take responsibility for the men and women that God was entrusting to us as a church community. We had too many moments where, uh, you know, we, someone would just kind of fall through the cracks and Man, it just, that didn't feel like love. And so our team said, we got to change that. And we, we, there's a tool that we need to work on. And, and we built a tool. We're calling it CP Rock. And at first, you're going to go, ah, what is this? It sounds like you made a website. It, it's much more than that. But it starts on a website. So I'm going to just show you a few pictures of CP Rock right now. I want you to take it in. OK, so uh, we start with the, the main page of it. And our guy is called Hank Brickman. There, Long story, somehow he became the mascot for our team. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you start here, and what, what you're going to do is you're going to create a profile inside CP Rock like Hank. And if I look at Hank's profile, I can go, okay, I know his name. I, got, I know, you know some basic stuff about him. But more importantly, over on the right, this is where it's really good for growing. If I, if I look at the stuff on the right, there's like some that are blue and some that are gray, and that means something. What I'm looking at here is... is um, you know, there's the grow track and then there's the discipleship steps. If I zoom in, if I zoom in a little bit on Hank, I can go, okay, look at the blue. Hank uh, became a member at Centerpoint. That's great, partnership. And then the other blue, he's, he's checking in. I came to Sunday service. Well done, Hank. And then on the bottom right, blue thing, he's done this thing called grow track. It's exciting. Well done, Hank. But, but I can see, number one, he has not been baptized, that drop of water. He's got some growing to do. He has not joined a group. And over on the other side, he's not on a team. And, and Hank can look at this and go, huh, you know what? If I actually want to grow spiritually, I know what I need to do. I, I need to take some steps that will help me to actually grow. And, and Hank can see that. But also our pastors, we can see that and be able to specifically uh, invite somebody into what's next to really start growing. And, and it's exciting to me to think about being able to do this well and take responsibility for the people that are part of this body. Now, uh, if I, if I want to learn more about these discipleship steps, I can click on that, and then we kind of spell it all out. Like, if you're wondering, how do I grow in my Christian life here in this church? Well, it's all there, and then uh, the links will be there to get engaged and get involved, and you can see it, and we can also see where people are and help people take that next step. I go back to Hank's profile, and, uh, you know, he can change his picture. He can add family members, all that good stuff. But if I scroll down, uh, what Hank can do is look at all of those boxes unchecked. And right now, Hank's just sitting around going, how come I have no idea what's going on at Centerpoint Church? 
And that's because Hank didn't select to get any of the, the, the emails that we send out. And so if Hank's going, I just wish I knew about men's ministry. All Hank's got to do is come over here and click the men's ministry thing. He's going to get an email every week from men's. And he's going to know what's going on. So this is important for you. Like it, for you to be really engaged, you get to do this. Okay, and then if you scroll down even more, you would see a bunch of things that look like a familiar menu on a website. And you might start thinking right now, wait a minute, don't we already have a website? Is this just some new kind of website? And I will say, yes, it is. The difference is this one is personal for you. And it reflects your engagement with your church family and your growing steps that you are taking. So if you look at this closely under Connect, you would see something that's kind of new, and it's the word Grow Track. And if you click on Grow Track, you'll, you'll come to this page, and you'll begin to be able to register for it. And I'm excited about it. I'm going to take that down for a minute, tell you more about it in just a moment. I, that's overwhelming, isn't it? Everything I just shared. It's just so much. Here's, here's the simple call to action. I really want to ask you to please log into CP Rock. I mean, if you want to say, I'm part of Centerpoint, this is my church, and I want to be engaged. This is how you get to do it. And it will allow you to see clearly what, what are the steps you can take to be in the environments where the light is shining so you can do the growing that you're made for. And so it's pretty easy. You can use the QR code that's on the card that was on your chair. You can just zap that thing and set it up now in the next five minutes or do it after today. Uh, or better yet, if you've been a part of Centerpoint for a while, we sent out an email this last week and it has a link in it that you can hit to get to CP Rock. But that one is better because it already has your information from before. So uh, I'm asking you, please, 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 to sign up for CP Rock so that we can do this growing thing together. And also, the other deal that we had been using for years before, we're going to be kind of bringing that one to a close in the next few months. So it's really important. If you want to stay in the loop and stay engaged, be on CP Rock. Everybody say CP Rock. Okay, so you know what to do. Create a profile inside of CP Rock. If you have questions and you're like wondering, wait a minute, I didn't get all that. Our team at the tables can help you out today. But I also want to make sure to tell you a little bit about Grow Track. Okay, so let me put that back up. Everyone say Grow Track. Okay, so we discovered, we were just kind of wondering to ourselves, man, what, what's going on? We, we did this thing called Connecting Point Lunch. This is everything we used to do. And people would come, and it was, it was okay. I'm not saying it was bad. It was nice. But we kind of would stumble at the, after that. Like, well, and, and what, after, what happens then? And we kind of had a different idea depending on what month of the year it was, you know? And, and we felt we could do better. And then we would do a CP 101, but it was totally disjointed. It was this other thing. And maybe people would do it, maybe not. And we thought, man, we really need to make, make it clearer and cleaner and better for people to get engaged in the body of Christ. And that's what GrowTrack does. So as of today, we're launching GrowTrack. If you're new at Centerpoint or if you're new in your walk with Jesus, I want you to come through GrowTrack. It's a four-week experience of discipleship and body of Christ basics. And I want you to get into that. And it's the best way that we're going to do from here on out to say, you're new at Centerpoint, we want to take care of you and help make sure that you can find a place in this body to really grow. So everyone say Grow Track. If you're new at Centerpoint, I want you to come to Grow Track. If you bring some friends who are going to be new at Centerpoint, you need to tell them, hey, you ought to go to Grow Track. I really do believe that this is something God is allowing us to uh, to ha have as a way to take good care of people and to really deliver into this idea of growing strong disciples. So I'm excited and grateful for the amazing work that our team has done to get this ready so that we could be on this journey with strength today. And I hope that you'll discover the value in it as we go. Now, I want our ushers to help me out for a minute and come on forward and start passing out uh, the armbands. And, and there's, a, there's a bucket or a and you're going to bring it to every row. I'm going to pass out this armband. Okay, so the reason why we're passing out these armbands is because I really do want you to begin to get your heart around this season of vision called Grow Flow. So you could just take the bucket and kind of pass it down and take one armband out and then pass the bucket if it goes that way. But I want you to be able to, to get your heart around this vision of Grow Flow So. And I think a, a, a little thing like this might be helpful to remember it. 
And as I'm hoping that you could get your heart around it, I'm giving you something that you can get around your wrist. So uh, grab this thing, and as soon as you get yours, it's like a rubber band, so you should do it like this. You should stretch it out off of your thumb and turn to the person next to you, and no, you should not do that. Never mind. But you should take this wristband and just put it on. As soon as you get it, just put it on. And I want you to, to take a look at it, or while you're waiting to get it, you'll, you'll, you can see this on the screen, but there's a little mark on there, the Grow Flow Soap mark. And if you look at that thing, look at it close, you'll see it's got three little lines on it. The first line at the top is a line that's reaching up to the light. It's growing. And then the second line in the middle is doing the funky wave because it's flowing in the spirit. <laughs> and then the line at the bottom is sowing, sowing the goodness of God into this world. And, and this is what we're about in this season. And it may be several years that we're running after this, and this is our battle cry together. We're growing, flowing, sowing. Grow, flow, sow. And, and, and I, I want to urge you to, to let this take, take place in your mind and heart. Let this have a place in your spirit. If this is your church family, I'm asking you please to pray, God, would you bring life to this vision? And we receive it. It's important when, when you recognize who you really are as someone who's believed the good news and has started a relationship with Jesus where you're a disciple, that you begin to say, yes, I will grow. And when you recognize, God, you've planted me in a church family, not because I agree with everything I hear all the time from every person, but because you've planted me there. And then to say, God, if you're, if you're releasing a new season of vision, I don't want to miss it. And I'm urging you to pray that God would bless this vision. And would you consider just blessing this season of vision? And as you get this armband, I want you to just say those three words one more time. Grow, flow, sow. That's what we're doing. Grow, flow, sow. And there's so much more, so much more about this that I'm so excited to share next week and the following week. But this season of vision is different because I sense in the spirit that there's a great openness for God to create something beautiful that goes beyond what we've even forecast at the beginning of it. I really feel in my spirit that there's a prophetic ripple effect that's going to come from Grow, Flow, So that's going to go far beyond what, what I even currently am picturing. I believe God for that. And I bless this vision, Grow Flow So. And I want you to join me in blessing this vision. And if you have that armband, I want you to take a moment right now and symbolically, prophetically, just kind of wrap your hand around it. And just simply say, I bless this vision. Grow Flow So. Amen. Yeah, over the next three weeks, I'm hoping that you'll be able to come to a place where that's true for you. You've been able to think about it some more and really say, no, I really am in. But for now, try it on. Think about it with me. And, and let's, let's see what God might do. So, so 2 Peter 3.18 said again, it said, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll stop there. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just a moment ago, I asked you, if you have believed the good news and said yes to Jesus, would you raise your hand? And so many of us did. Uh, lots of us did because that's the truth. But there are some of us who we did not raise our hand because we're not sure. We're not sure where we stand with God. We're just trying to figure some things out. Well, I want you to know that there is grace available for you through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace, meaning the free gift that God gives to anyone who turns to him, the free gift of salvation. To receive this gift, you need to turn to him. And no one else can do this for you. He offers this gift, but like a gift, it has to be received. And the gift of salvation is one in which you get to be made right with God based on what Jesus has done. And you then get to begin to grow in understanding the fullness and the richness and the beauty and the power and the goodness of, of what he's done for you and how you can live differently because of that. 
And I'm asking that for some of you, you would be earnest and just acknowledge, I don't know if I've even started. Well, start now. Start now. I want to take a moment and pray for you that God would do some spiritual awakening. Others of you, you need someone to pray for you and lay hands on you. At the end of our service, you should come to the front. Let our prayer team lay hands on you and pray for you. Let's see what God might do. But, but right now, can we take a moment and just pray together and be in God's presence? And just join me for a moment and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the goodness of the good news that for every one of us sinners, <laughs> there's a gift of salvation. I'm so grateful for the good news, God, that there's a way that a guilty conscience can be washed clean and made clean for all eternity because of Jesus. Thank you for the good news. Would somebody join me and just pray, say, thank you for the good news. Like, God, thank you for the good news that us uh, who are believers, we get to wake up every day knowing I'm forgiven, I'm saved, I have a home in heaven for all eternity, I have the Spirit of God right here and right now. Oh, it's so good, God. Thank you for the good news. And I pray, God, for a spiritual awakening for somebody. Right now, somebody who's listening to me, the truth is you don't know where you stand with God, and there's a way to be right with God that doesn't depend on your performance. There's a way to be right with God that comes through faith and the grace of God. But your moment of turning to him and saying, yes, I receive your gift, is the hinge point. And would you take a moment right now and search your heart? Where do you stand with God? Are you right with God? Do you know that your sins are forgiven, that you have a home in heaven when you die? Do you need to repent of your sin and turn to God and ask him to forgive you and save you? so that you could be forgiven and be one who uh, has received his gift of salvation. It's not forced on you, but it's offered to you. And if that's you right now while we're praying together and you say, I want to ask Jesus to forgive my sin and save my life, would you just raise your hand right now with me as a way of saying, this is it. I do need to ask Jesus to forgive me and save me. I want you to raise your hand really high and keep it up for a moment. Right here in the front, am I right in the middle? Thank you, just thank you, appreciate that, and you too. Anyone else, I just wanna make sure I don't miss you right here in my front and my right. Kind of a family affair. Anyone else, I just don't wanna miss you. Up in the right, uh, in, in the back of my right, thank you. Does anyone else, you just join me, and right now you pray, if you're joining online, you can just type it into the comments and say, I want to ask Jesus into my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to ask Jesus to save me. Just type that in. And those of you who had a hand up, would you pray with me and simply say something like this, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Start there with me. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. You can say it again one more time. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I'm asking you to forgive my sin and save my life. And now just take a deep breath because you know what? You're, re you're receiving right now the mercy and the love of Jesus. He's washing away sin and shame He's allowing you to be born again. He's making you new from the inside. And you are receiving his gift of salvation. Just say with me something like this, Jesus, I give you my life. Be the Lord and Savior of my life from this moment on. Thank you for this new life. I receive it now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for moving by your spirit here so that there could be salvation rising up. Thank you, Lord. Church, aren't you grateful? Amen. And thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're bringing new life. Thank you, Jesus. While we're praying together, Holy Spirit, is there anything else that you are wanting to do because we don't want to miss a thing? Holy Spirit, anything else? I hear this phrase in the spirit, I'm just paying attention and doing my best to share what I think I'm hearing from the Lord, but I hear this phrase, you're not going to implode. And it's like as though you've been living through a moment where you're feeling like, and you've even said the phrase, I feel like I'm going to implode. And, and I believe that the Lord is saying, no, you will not implode. You will not. And the picture I have is, is like the Lord containing you. 
and, and you're going to be okay. You, this implosion is not going to happen. So you just take a deep breath. Maybe that's for one or two people. And, and you sense that God's speaking to you through that. And you just take a deep breath and say, okay, God, I'm going to believe you for that. And hold on to that prophetic word. Holy Spirit, is there anything else that you want to do to bring a touch of heaven on any of our lives? Because we don't want to miss it. Anything. Second thing I, I see in the Spirit is like this, uh, like a, the river of God flowing to wash, to wash, to wash. And it's like this is the, the Spirit of God at work in this moment doing a washing. And for some of you, you, you need this more than you even know, a washing, washing away of, of some grime and slime that's gotten on your life. And you don't need to get into right now why that happened, how that happened. Just know this. There's a river from the throne room of God washing over you right now, washing you clean. And you just take a deep breath. You know who you are. You take a deep breath and just say, God, I receive that washing. And I'm believing you to keep me clean. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, if there's anything else, we don't want to miss a thing. I believe God wants to do some healing in some legs. Uh, in particular, what I, okay, when, I, when I'm praying like this, paying attention, I'm looking for what is God showing me? I, I see a silhouette of a human body, and I look, and it's the, it's the left part of the leg below the knee that is on fire, that's hurting, that's burning up, that's in pain. And man, God, I believe God wants to bring a touch of healing to you right now. And if that's you, and you'd be willing for me to pray for you for healing, I want you to just raise your hand. You just know, man, that's me. I have that pain that you described. Keep your hand up, please. For a moment, thank you. If there's anyone else, I don't want to miss you. It may only be one or two of us. There's a couple. Keep your hand up for a moment. Keep your, and John and the prayer team, you come make your way to those with their hand raised. And let's see what God will do. There's a number of people. If you're a believer and you know God is able to heal a broken body, I want you to just extend a hand, or if you're nearby, you walk over and you lay a hand on a shoulder. This is what we do. We follow Jesus, Jesus who was, who was the healer and healed so many people, and we just make space for doing this kind of thing. I know it's a little weird. It's a little different. That's okay. We're trying to walk in the kingdom of God. And so Holy Spirit, I pray for a flow of your, your, your power right now for healing. And God, that those who had the courage just now to raise a hand to say, it's me, my legs, I need God's touch. Lord, we believe that even as soon as they began to raise your hand, you began to bring your healing touch. And so we're asking, Lord, for a, a flood of your healing to come throughout this room and that we would experience it, that we would feel it. We would feel your spirit moving to bring healing in bodies where it's needed. And while we're all praying, there are other things that need a touch from heaven. And I believe God is going to move in your life to bring his healing for his glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I want everybody to stand up together, including those who you've been prayed for just now. Just everybody stand up. We're about to be done. Take a deep breath. Those of you who were prayed for, for somebody, right now, I want you to just, you know, you got to get on your legs for a minute and shift to one side or the other. And we're praying for healing. And, you know, it's not like we control what God's going to do, but we do believe and we see evidence of his miraculous touch. And so if we just prayed for you and the the pain and the problem that you walked in here with, it's not there anymore, I want to know about it. And would you raise two hands right now? If you would say, God touched me just now, and that pain in my leg is not there anymore, that problem is not there anymore, I just want to make sure, if that's you, I want you to raise two hands. And if not, then we just wait, and we'll say, God, we're waiting for your touch. If you raise two hands, I didn't see you, so I'm not celebrating for nothing. Where? No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to get caught up in, in a, is it, did God touch you in your body? I'm not hearing enough of it yet. We'll wait. We'll celebrate when there's really a testimony. We're not going to, we don't make something up. <laughs> Over here. Okay, is that Pastor Will? Can you tell me what happened? Is it different? Yes, okay. Now we can celebrate. God brought a healing touch over here. Is there another? We got somebody else. 
Oh man, I just, I gotta, I gotta hear about this. Let's hear, I wanna know what happened. Thank you. My left leg from the knee down was burning. Say it again. My left leg from the knee down was burning really bad today. Mm. And I've got a pinched nerve in my back. And I'm standing up straighter. I'm walking. So back. God did what? God is Okay, this is, this is a testimony. We're, we're going to thank God for that. We're going to thank God for that. And church, you just need to know, this is what we're looking for, is for God's touch on our lives and the kingdom of God expanding in glory and power. That's what we want to see more of, don't we? Don't we? And I wish that every single person we prayed for had that kind of testimony, but we'll just keep praying for God's move as much as we can and increase the odds that there would be more of us getting a touch of heaven. I believe he's wanting to move, and I believe it's part of the vision we're receiving. I want you guys to just sing that out. I believe, God, you're moving. Sing it out. I 